We don't have to believe, I suppose. And we don't have to expect others necessarily to believe. The Lord definitely leaves us free. I was marked uh, by the fact that when our Lord appeared to St. Margaret Mary, revealing a sacred heart nearly 500 years ago. He was speaking about how the people of that time did not really believe, were short in the level of faith, and how much we do not love love. We do not love the love of God. And then I look at today, and it seems that today we have a similar tendency to say how far the people are from God. Yet, it seems that even at the time of Christ, he's telling his apostles as they're going out two by two to all the villages to go out and if the people do not listen to them, if they refuse to listen, refuse to believe, shake the dust off of their feet and walk away. Leave that place. Do not, in other words, continue to persist. And even as you're walking away, do not even take the dust that belonged to them with you. Leave everything behind that belonged to them. It's interesting. So that means there are people that didn't believe necessarily. Thinking also of St. Paul when he speaks so eloquently before the crowds. And it says, four or five people believed. Which is quite an amazing thing, that only four or five believed St. Paul when St. Paul spoke. And there needs to be something clear in that. We need to realize that we're going somewhere. We're going towards heaven. We've been made for glory. That God has loved you. And he loves you even now. And he asks something of you. He asks for your heart. For he is a jealous God. Very often we're too affected by the fact of what other people hold, you know. What other people think by the environment around us. The apostles certainly were not. The apostles, instead of being infected and affected by the world around them, a world which did not believe, instead of starting to question and doubt themselves, they were so profoundly touched in their hearts, that they ran out from mountaintop to mountaintop because they knew they were not made for this earth. So they were able to let go. And instead of being a plant that is greatly affected by its environment, they became like a tree, a huge oak tree, 
that's able to change the environment around it. You know, when you're sitting underneath a great large tree, it even changes the air and the quality of the air. Instead of being so affected by the environment and the storms, it affects the environment and changes the environment around it. And so were the apostles. They were able to wipe the dust off their feet and move forward, saying that if you will not listen, I will continue. I will continue to go forward. And there's something that is very powerful in that. We're called to have this faith and trust that's entire, that's complete. And I realize that sometimes, you know, it might become cold. Sometimes we go through spells where our faith needs to be reaffirmed. I realize that especially because coming back from this pilgrimage... It laid a deep impression upon all of us and the need to reignite our faith. And how do we reignite our faith? How do we get a faith that's so strong that we change our entire parish, our entire family? I think it's very simple. We have to be touched by the Lord. And we have to respond. And we have to respond with our life by deciding to lay down our life again. In my life, it probably started when I was 13 years old. And I was on a pilgrimage, actually, to a little town called Medjugorje in Croatia where their football team is now praying, actually. I just got a photo of that. So, Hopefully they'll do well. We'll see. They're doing well so far. And I went to this place called Medjugorje. And I was so profoundly touched by our Lord that while walking down this hill they have there, I knew I wanted to respond. I wanted to give Him my life. I knew I wanted to become a priest. I had forgotten about that. I remembered that like seven or eight years later. But it's true that in order to run out and change the world, we have to allow ourselves to be changed. And the funny thing about it is most Christians don't take the time. They don't take the time to allow God to evangelize them and change, transform their heart. I was talking with a young man who I've been the spiritual director of for a few years, since I think about 2001, 2002. And he's now married and has three children. And it was nice to catch up with him because he lives in France. And he comes from a very Catholic family, and he himself is very, very Catholic. And he's married a very Catholic woman. And their kids are very Catholic. And yet, he too is going dry. He too, I had to insist and insist and insist with him in order for him to realize how important it is for he and his wife to go on a retreat 
not just so that they can fix the problem, because there is no problem, they're doing well, but also and most especially so that he might learn to find Christ, find God in his wife, so that his children might not be uh, pushed to God, but might be led to God. So that he might not just search for a life which is okay, but a life which is great, for excellence, for a wonderful life. It took me about 30 minutes of discussing it with him before he started to click. He started to realize that he too would need that. I realized that I need that. For if I am going to walk from village to village preaching for the rest of my life, which is the call that God places on my heart, I too need to be evangelized every day, convicted of his presence alive within me. I too need to turn to confession as you do. I too need to go to the Eucharist in faith as you do. I too need to turn to my brothers and sisters and find God and search for holiness as you do. So let us ask for this grace to be so convicted, to be so in love with God that our love affects the environment around us, transforms our children and transforms our family. And it's really true that the light has to burn strong within and not be put underneath a bushel basket in order for it to be seen.